G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. It's sort of hard to see what the financial picture is, uh, but I think we need to have a view of what the game is and where we want to... Um, uh, to, to be known, and I think Tasmania is the you know ready-made um, uh, audience. It has such a history. It's produced so many good players for us, which may be a problem. Is <laughs> we may stand to lose from that. Uh, but I think it's it's culture and it's uh, history in the game that I think uh, it would be really difficult to turn down a really good request from Tasmania for its own team. Uh, and I was saying I would become a member. There we go. The outgoing Richmond president there, Peggy, Peggy O'Neill. This yep. is Jack and Flash on SEN Tassie. And Peggy does know, doesn't she? She just absolutely nailed that. That the one thing she was talking about there, Flash well, what's Man. Her great, what's her greatest strength? Can I, oh, hang on. You tell me what you're going to say. I don't want to. Yeah, she was talking about, talking about soul. Briefly. Like soul. That's what it yep. is. It's, it's absolute soul. And it's the one thing that we've continued to push is that we have got soul. And Tasmania is a club. Oh, Tasmania is a football organisation. Has uh, has got um, well soul about it, doesn't it? It's it's and and it's interesting yes. coming from a obviously a different background. Peggy's from from the United States of America, and it, it, the the Green Bay example is one that Clarkson's used. He's gone over and seen that, and he's uh, so yeah. It's 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 great, isn't it? You were going to ask something about Peggy, or you wanted to? What were you interested well, in? What's her? What's her? When you reflect on her time, and we've talked about this privately, what's Peggy's greatest strength as a as a woman and as a leader that you've viewed and been around the last few years? She's always so measured, and so you know she speaks with such sense. Yes, no, it's you're right, Flash. It's what it is. Is it's uh, it's just the ability to take a breath, and and also yes. it's, it sounds really funny, but it, it, with those with with football organisations, sometimes there's just ready to just to stay in stay in your lane and know what your part of the your job is in the business. So certainly she's been a, an amazing supporter for Richmond, and now she sounds like an amazing supporter for Tasmania. And possibly I'll pose this question to our next guest, Alistair Nicholson, who is the host of the Believers Campaign, uh, and uh, he works for Channel Seven. Very good caller for Channel Seven. Alistair, welcome to the show. First question off the bat: Would Peggy O'Neill be a great president for the Tasmanian Football Club? The first inaugural president. What are your thoughts? Well, as you said on this show last week, Jack, make it happen, hey? Make. She'd be absolutely perfect, I reckon. Make it happen. I know. She'd be awesome. I'm not sure if that's what she wants to do, but I reckon you'd have some influence there, mate. She would be perfect because, as you say, how pragmatic was she in this debate that's sort of gone all over the place where there's been no real level of fairness. There's been a scare campaign run in some quarters and Peggy just gets up there and very calmly and fairly lays down the situation. That's all we ask, isn't it? We just want a fair hearing. We just want a fair hearing. We just want a fair yes, hearing. Sir. Now, first things first, uh, Al, thanks for joining us. We really do appreciate it. I know you've got a, a busy schedule. How's the how's hosting the believing the Believers campaign going in the, in the podcast? It's been certainly a hit on social media, and some of the names that have been rolling through have been of the highest quality. But how's it been as a Tasmanian sitting back, hearing people talk about Tasmania, and, and just, I suppose, reflecting on, on, on your home state and, and the journey and the stories that you've been hearing? I honestly can't think of a more enjoyable thing I've ever done in my career, Jack, to sit there with these great Tasmanians 
who I grew up idolising many of them and, and still love watching now. And to hear them, they've been away quite a long time from Tasmania, but when you hear them speak about where they came from and that passion that pours out of them, you can leave Tasmania, but Tasmania never leaves you. And, and some of the stories they tell about their early days of playing football in the old State League or the NWFU or whoever it might be and their recollections of great names that used to play in the Tassie competition at the hardest thing about that podcast is keeping it to podcast length. You could, you could sit there and chat for these people all day. Al, good morning to you, mate. Great to have you here. I, I'm not sure how you feel, and I'm interested to, to hear your thoughts. The, the AFL Commission obviously met on Monday to discuss the situation, and it does feel like we've had a bit more of a positivity shift, if that's the right word. What's your thoughts? Yeah, definitely, Flash. I think there's there's a lot more positivity around it. I always sort of felt cautiously optimistic that the right thing would be done here. And there was always going to be a fair bit of gamesmanship going on around getting the best deal for the AFL and ensuring that they could present something palatable to the president because that was always going to be the hardest thing in, in all of this was getting it across the line. Um, but I think in recent times when you hear people like Peggy O'Neill come out and be prepared, as Jack says, usually they do stay in their lane and that's the core business of running their football club. But for her to speak that way, John Olsen did it, the chairman of the Adelaide Football Club the other day as well. Greg Swan spoke positively about it. So there seems to be this wave of support now and we've ridden this sort of hurdle where there was a lot of negativity and, and I think people were attempting to skew the debate in the, in the weeks preceding it. Are you comfortable, Al, with the Tasmanian government's decision that they've chosen not to make the stadium as the original part of the bid? Yeah, absolutely, Flash. I mean, I'm walking the dog in Melbourne today and it's it's cool and it's been raining this morning. It almost feels like they should have to put a roof on this state, to be honest. But, I mean, honestly, <laughs> why would we have to... Why would we have to have a stadium straight away? I mean, I have no doubt the Tasmanian AFL team will demonstrate a need for a stadium in no time whatsoever. But it is totally putting the cart before the horse to say, you must come up with the money and have this stadium ready to turn the first sod before we'll allocate the licence. The licence is the first piece. And then that gives you the leverage to have discussions with governments, with other partners about funding the stadium. But there is an intent to do it. It may not be a fully funded stadium within the bid, but I have no doubt the Tasmanian government intends to build that new stadium. It's interesting, the commentary around the stadium, Alastair, obviously you're saying that the state, the state government said that they will stump up $375 million or half, half of the proposed figure for building the stadium, but other areas of uh, income and possibly uh, federal, federal support, AFL support, uh, even private sector, um, possibly David Walsh from Noma, uh, as Eddie Maguire put it yesterday, he could chuck in a few dollars and <laughs> we could have a we could have a new museum, the Noma Museum. Did you catch Eddie oh, yesterday on Dwayne's World? Oh, I didn't catch that, Jack. But there seems to be this feeling that Tasmania is a bottomless pit of money, and that Tasmania, to enter the leagues, would have to come up with forty million dollars, twenty from the state government, 40 for, uh, 20 from the Fed as well. I ask the question why? Tasmania has contributed already so much to the game and financially Tasmania's bid stacks up against the other clubs within the competition. So let's not put ridiculous hurdles in front of a foundation state. I find that that's the thing that's annoyed me most about this is the, the hard-nosed business approach to this. This, is, this game is not just a business. This game is, 
Yeah, I feel like the keeper of the code. It has a responsibility to every level of the game. And Tasmania is a heartland of football. So how can you put all these hurdles in front of Tasmania? Just treat Tasmania like everyone else. Interesting yesterday, and I know you said you didn't catch the, the commentary from, from Eddie Maguire. He sort of was, was, was slightly positive, still wanted to give us a little bit of a backhander by referring slightly, to... Slightly. Referring to, um, well, referring to the stadia, stadia, Noma for one, the stadia that's currently down there is we don't want this looking like country football. Now, is, is that still, <laughs> it was along the lines of that we needed to have the new stadium, otherwise it would, we risked it looking like country football. Well, we did pose the, the question that we hosted an AFL final last year. We hosted two. We hosted exactly. One. Is there still that um, that mindset around Tassie that it's that it's it is a country football team? It's a country football state. Like, are you are you still worried that there's the heavy hitters here? And I know Jeff Brown's another one that's been been fairly out there um, about the, the Tasmanian football push. That we may never break down this thought process that we're a bunch of country bumpkins, basically. Well, this is it, Jack, and, and you've hit the nail on the head there because I do think in some quarters there is this perception that Tasmanians are a bunch of country folk who aren't capable of doing stuff, and it's absolute garbage. Tasmanians are, are capable of doing anything and everything. Perhaps at times we are we're humble people, I think, naturally, and perhaps we're prepared to be quiet on things at times. We don't always want to be the noisiest voice in the room. Tell you what, on this, we're, we're going to get noisy and we're not taking, we're not going to be treated poorly by people who have no understanding of Tasmania and the fabric of football in the state, nor the way people think, nor what people are capable of. So, yeah, that, I think that that is a very, very minority held view, Jack, but, but I see it and it really, really angers me. And I think everyone's got to stand up and call it out. We're not prepared to take it anymore. People just need to treat us like every other state. Tassie's flourishing. If they go, anyone who is critical of Tasmania and the people down there just needs to go down there for a weekend and see how the state is humming and see how beautiful it is and how good the people are and how economically sound the state is. So, yeah, I, I find that so frustrating. It does my head in. But I think if we keep challenging it, these people with these fairly dim views of us are not going to be on the, the right side of history here. Speaking of dim views, the... Jeff Brown has, has basically played the Tasmanian football team and its proposal up against uh, the success of AFLW. H- how do you feel about that? That's saying that the putting resources into a Stop Tasmanian it, team could could actually harm AFLW and the product that we now know is going into season seven um, and has been absolutely fantastic. Well, if I worked in the media team at the Collingwood Football Club, I would be going and knocking on the door and saying, I think you completely missed the mark there with that comment because why on earth would you put AFLW up as, as having to bear the burden of any financial Please. cost to the AFL? Not, not that there will be. There won't be. Tasmania will definitely wash its own face. I've got no doubt about that. But why would you scaremonger and throw AFLW into this discussion in a week where the competition is humming along. It's it's the launch week. We're, we're a week away from every team in the AFL having representation in AFLW and you go, hang on, if Tasmania comes in, there's the risk that women's football will suffer as a result of it. Why would women's football suffer? This game's built around big and small clubs coexisting, 
There's a place for everyone. And Jeff's position seems to be that Collingwood has subsidised the game for too long. I understand Collingwood's a big, powerful club and they've done very well financially, but it's a bit like you know, a kid at a birthday party with a big bowl of lollies chomping away while everyone else is eating rice crackers. It's, you've got to be willing to share the revenue of the game or the game doesn't flourish. Good news for you, Al. Now, as a, the last time Carlton were any good, this is um, I'm just going to change tact here a little bit because <laughs> a big blue fan, my man, Al. And the last time they were any good, you were just at the tail end of puberty in, in Penguin, of course. A long time it's been any good. <laughs> Charlie Curnow has just signed for six years, wow. young man. So that's going to make you very happy as a Blues fan. Are you doing Carlton Collingwood this week by any good luck and fortune for you? <laughs> I'm I'm not flash, but I look forward to watching it. It's going to be massive, isn't it? So many awesome games to complete the round. I think Jared was saying there was a professor who had told him there was something like the best part of 300 possibilities with this final round, and seven games were yes. affecting where everyone could. That is extraordinary, extraordinary. So such a great round of footy, isn't it? Okay. Biggest game since '88, surely between Carlton and, and Collingwood when they last played in the final. I, well, hang on, do you say 1988? Yeah, I mean, they've had some big ones yeah, over the years, okay. but when you think about it, Carlton yeah. trying to play in the eight and or make the eight yes. and, and then Collingwood trying to stay in the top four, it's got a fair bit riding on it. Certainly does. 1988, what a year too. That was a, a very good year for the prodigies to be born in 1988, Calvary <laughs> Hospital. Quick one before we let you go, Alistair. Uh, Alistair Clarkson. Um, now, he's obviously been on the podcast and been... The, the, the biggest face behind the push for, or well, the biggest non-Tasmanian face, uh, born Tasmanian face behind the push for uh, a, an AFL team down there. H- how do you feel about the fact that he might be coaching, um, he might be coaching another AFL team and it probably rules him out for the fact that we could have him as the inaugural coach for the, for the Tasmanian team if the bid does get up? Yeah, how, how good would it have been if he was still available? I would have loved Clarko to build the whole thing from the ground up. Obviously, there's that window for him to get back into coaching and that, that desire to go back into coaching, I think, is, is strong for him immediately. So, yeah, Clarko will be doing that for a while. But when are we coming in, Jack? Is it sort of three, four, five years? I think he could help set up an Essendon or a North Melbourne and then quietly say that he was moving south for a better lifestyle and maybe. to build something from the ground up again. Catch what do you Bolton. reckon? Maybe, maybe, maybe. maybe. Bolton, perfect. Yep. There's a Bolton, there's a Fagan. There are so many great Tasmanians. And the other thing I love about this Tassie team, what it will do is it will mean we have great coaches wanting to live in Tasmania, more great coaches, because they can see that there's a possibility for them. It's about kids getting the chance to play AFL footy and seeing it in their face. But there are so many spin-offs and in terms of construction and hospitality. And then coaching is another area where I think anyone who coaches footy in Tasmania is going to go, well, Maybe I could go and become an assistant coach at an AFL club. There's more of a pathway yep. there for people, I think. There is certainly a pathway there for the players and the coaches. Alistair, thank you for joining us. We really do appreciate the work you are doing in the Believers campaign, believetasmania.com.au to get behind the Tassie bid and check out the Believers podcast. And uh, best of luck to your Blue Boys this weekend. <laughs> Thanks, boys. Great chatting to you and love hearing you guys talk about Tassie footy so positively and, and calling out some of the BS. Flash and, and Jack, you've done a great job of it. That's right, mate. There we go. Plenty of BS going round about you, the Tasmanian campaign and a lot of it coming from the main. Though. That, that, of course, there is Alistair Nicholson, the Channel 7 
Well, one of the best callers of the game, Flashman, I reckon, currently as well. We really like the work that he does. Well, he is, yes. A good call the, since Collingwood the other day. That rampy call was yeah, absolute yes, top shot. Yes, it was. It was going it was well. Very good going for your well. Swans boys.